This is Preggers Can Be Choosers, the fourth and more postpartum support group where we offer peer-to-peer support for each other. We would love to have you join in the conversation live every other Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Need a reminder? Signed up for text alerts to join us at tapit.us backslash jdoa5. Are you listening and finding this podcast helpful? Let us know on our Facebook page at Pruggers Can Be Choosers or become a supporter at anchor.fm backslash pcbc backslash support. Need someone to talk to now? The Postpartum International or PSI Warm Line is 1-800-944-4PPD or 1-800-944-4773. We love you and you are not alone. Hey everybody, this is Rowan, two sisters, one third of Preggers Can Be Choosers, and we're here to start up our afterbirth, which is our fourth and more trimester support group. We're meeting every other week, but starting January 1st, we're moving to every week where you can find us here at live at on a Zoom platform at 11 o'clock central every Tuesday, or you can find us on your favorite podcast supplier. We use Anchor, but you can find it on Stitcher, Apple, wherever. And our intention is to come together and support each other. And it doesn't matter if you're 15 minutes postpartum or seven years or currently pregnant. We're all happy to help and love up and support each other. This is not paid therapy. This is a support group. So it's peer led, even though one of us is a psychologist. She's not offering therapy. She's just here to support and facilitate as I am. I'll go first. Um, Rowan, I'm a licensed CPM here in Houston, Texas. I'm also an advanced practice um, massage therapist, and I'm currently training to be a aware practitioner with spinning babies. And I also have a brand called Layboys Ring. So if you need any of those services, you can find us at preggers.rocks. Preggers.rocks. All right, who else would like to introduce themselves and kind of just check in and see what's tell us what's going on with you? And we don't really have a topic. So if there's something that you're like really wanting to talk about, throw it out there. Hey, I am Mama D. I am also known as Ibu Dula here in Houston, offering birth service work and postpartum services geared towards the healing process um, that is uh, centered around Malay traditions. I have three kids, a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a six-month-old, and I'm currently pregnant with the fourth time. Three months, woo! Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of coming out of the um, the nauseousness stage, so it's good. I have less and less of those days, but um, yeah, it kind of still sucks though. You know, always feeling like you're about to puke, but not puking, which is good because I'm not puking, but you know, still sucks. So that's what's going on here. <laughs> Hey, I'm Caitlin. I'm a mom of two. Um, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And um, yeah, that's about it right now. I'm Dr. B. I'm um, also a third of Preggers Can Be Choosers. And Rowan and I are like working on uh, world domination. That's what we like to call it at the office, taking over the world. Um, 
And I'm trying to think of what we're getting into right now. I just finished all of my holiday preparations. So I'm not Christian, but I like to celebrate um, winter solstice. And so I made these really fun winter solstice presents and gave the first one out last week. And uh, she cried. It was great. So I did well. Every once in a while, I get my shit together and have a epic... Um, gift and this year is my year so I'm raising the bar every year we'll see and I'm not the biggest gift giver like on the love languages gift giving isn't my thing but I also forget people's birthdays because I'm busy doing all the things that we do um so it's kind of fun that I pull it together and see how people respond so when I do it I like to do it well that fits my personality pretty perfectly so that's what's happening over here so I want to know what's inside the gifts because I saw you post the posts on them. But I want to know what's inside it. Okay. I want to break in real, real quick here. Um, let me have Tiffany Joy introduce herself because I want everybody to hear about this gift because my sister like thought about it for a long time and was like, is this really dumb? And there's a little bit of backstory. So Tiffany, will you introduce yourself? And then our topic is going to be gifts, especially Dr. B's epic gift. And then we're going to talk about the size of your family and other people's opinions about it. So those are our topics for today. All right. Hi, I'm Tiffany. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom of two girls. Um, my oldest is five and in kindergarten, and my younger one is three and a half and hanging out with me. Um, my family and I just moved from Texas to Maryland over the summer, so we're kind of in the thick of constant change. <laughs> That's where we're at. Okay, I don't remember the backstory on the Epic Gifts. So um, <clears throat> our mother died, this is Rowan, our mom died in 2016 and um, one of the things that mom was really into was different creative stuff. And so she had an embroidery machine that had kind of aged out and I couldn't make it work. So um, I really wanted another embroidery machine. I'd started sewing when I went back to midwifery school. So I really wanted to embroider tits and tacos on pearl snap shirts. This is my calling in life, not midwifery, but to embroider tits and tacos, those words, over the top of the buttons on a pearl snap shirt. Because I think this is perfect, um, like, postpartum and midwifery wear or like when you're pregnant wear you can just like pop those snaps open drop a camisole feed your baby if you're nursing um, and if you're pregnant you can have your you know just do the top three buttons you know over your chest and then let your belly hang out like I think this is perfect and I think it needs to say tits and tacos because that's the kind of girl I am so anyway we got this Dr. Blythe let me buy an embroidery machine and so we use it pretty regularly but then Blythe was like Dr. Lee was like um, I have this idea I don't know if it's dumb or not you're not allowed to have an opinion about it it's a secret project I'm like okay sounds great oh I, I live in Dr. V's backyard in an airstream so this is how I'm like privy to all this information okay so you take it from there Dr. V Okay, that makes more sense. So we have a sewing studio in our house, um, a sewing studio, quote, air quotes to those who can't see me, um, which is basically the dining room. And so instead of having a dining room, because we're obviously way too busy to sit down at a dining room table, that's where we have a serger, a sewing machine, and an embroidery table or embroidery machine. We're actually fixing to overhaul it, right? So, because that's what we do, upgrades. And um, I taught myself how to make patches. So Rowan wanted to put tits and tacos on shirts, but sometimes I would get them on there 
notice how she wanted to do it and I do it. Okay. Just so you know, little sister problems here. Um, and sometimes I would do it and it took me a while to figure out like how to check where it's going to be and what if it looks weird or whatever. And then I thought, well, what if people have something already that they want? So I was like, I'm going to watch 800 YouTube videos to figure out how to make a patch. And I made some pretty ugly patches, but now we have really great patches. And they're, um, I actually sell them at our event that we go to. And I sell them online on Depop, which was mentioned in the newsletter that I sent out this morning, by the way. Um, so I taught myself that. And then I was like, wow, I really wonder what it would be like to get a gift with my name on it. I've never received a gift with my name embroidered on it. Rowan has though. And she's just like, it is the sweetest thing. She goes, I don't even care if it was something I wanted. It just was so cool to have my name on something. Um, and it just feels really special. And I had been researching Turkish towels. Um, I know that the Turkish, um, like Turkey is always kind of turbulent and I'm really trying to support people who live in Turkey and are trying to survive in Turkey. And so Turkish towels, um, I'm sure there's some knockoffs and crappy ones that you can get on Wish and Amazon, but I wanted to make sure that I got, you know, basically real Turkish towels, not faux Turkish towels. They have some like polyester ones and that's not what I'm going for. Um, so a Turkish towel is a Turkish cotton towel and they are super absorbent and they're super soft and they get softer over time. But there's this whole process of what you need to do to make it like good from the get-go. So I researched it, Rowan made me a little like printout of the process so that way I would remember. Um, oh, and they're big for larger bodies because Rowan and I hate tiny towels. I mean, it's lame. And they're really thin. So uh, we go to water aerobics, so I'm able to just throw it in my water aerobic um, bag, or I always travel with one too, because I hate going places and their hotel towels aren't big enough for my body, or they just suck or whatever. So I always have a towel, it's easy to put in my luggage. So I was like, what if I gave these that are embroidered? And I was like, oh, I was talking to Rowan, and I was like, okay, I'm on this little secret mission, and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I can't talk about it, but I really need to talk about it with someone. So um, I was like, okay, you have to act surprised when I give you yours. <laughs> and so of course hers was the first one. Actually Coraline has the first one. I mean, that one turned out really well. And then I embroidered Rowan and the embroidery is like this big. I mean, it's like made for a cuff. And I was like, this is a huge towel with a tiny embroidery on it. I was like, oh, okay, yours is gonna be extra special and it's gonna have your name on it twice. <laughs> So um, I uh, had a list and I ordered a bunch and of course they're different um, qualities and so I kind of had to figure out like who's going to use it the most and who's just going to appreciate having something sweet like my dad. Um, I don't know if he'll ever use it but everybody likes something with their name on it so I just kind of like made a list and like whose colors um, match them. And so much so that my husband doesn't know what I'm doing but he knows that I have this thing for Turkish towels and we were thrifting in New York and he found one. He's like, here's one of those towels that you have all over the house. And I was like, yes. So um, took that one, obviously washed it and then put Brad's name on that one. So he gets the one that he thrifted when we were in New York on that thrifting tour. It's kind of cool. So like a memory. Um, so I did all that and it took a long time. I started after my birthday, which is the end of September. And I just finished when I posted on Instagram like a couple weeks ago. Because I had embroider, I had to vinegar wash, then I had to wash, then I had to iron, then I vinegar washed, washed and ironed just to make them soft and broken in. So that was my little, um, what I researched. 
and I think they're glorious. And so I gave it to Joanna, who uh, Coraline calls Aunt Jojo, and it says Aunt Jojo on it, and she used the towel to wipe her tears. It was so great. It was really sweet. So I was like, I did a good job. So mental note, if you have an embroidery machine, start embroidering on everything and give it to people and they will lose their minds. So one thing that was cool is Joanne is also a birth doula, like a lot of us in this group. And uh, she's like, oh, look, it's Rebozo, you know, with my name on it. So that was cool. And then I thought this is actually not a bad idea for Rebozo because it's a towel and it's easily washed and dried. For some of the Rebozos being wool or cotton or, you know, like they don't dry well or whatever. So I was like, oh, that's not a bad, you know, lateral application. So that's been a fun secret project. So thanks for asking, Mama D. Um, anybody else have anything they want to say about gift giving before we talk or making gifts or anything about that um, before we start talking about family size and other people's opinions about it? I got to make my brother a gift because he asked me for something really weird this year. He's like, him and his girlfriend are deciding to get married next year and they're like, so we want either wedding stuff or date stuff. And I was like, I don't want to just throw gift cards at you. Like, I hate doing that. So I put together five dates that they can do at home because they don't always get time to go out and do stuff. And then like I put, um, one of them's a Bob Ross painting night that they have to do at home with an art set. And like they turn on Netflix and all of a sudden it's an at-home painting with a twist. Um, I don't know, one where they have to make race cars and find a place to race them, you know, like, because they like going on hikes and so they're going to send some, some down a mountain and like some, I had to get really creative to like get them dates without it costing them anything that they didn't have to buy anything or do anything and then it's a surprise so when they open up an envelope they have to collect the items from the stuff i'm sending that's all labeled and it's a surprise so they don't know which one's going to be what date so it was kind of fun to figure that out to send date ideas to people that's really cool just want to say that's like awesome. I feel like all my gifts are like mostly for my kids. Like I just make them do arts and crafts stuff and give that away <laughs> these days. Like, hey, why don't you draw your aunt, you know, a birthday card and that'll be her gift. <laughs> I'm all about that. I'd rather get something like that than something, especially because I live in a very small space. I don't need more stuff. So if somebody makes me a nice card or something like that, then if I super love it, I'll frame it. And if I don't super love it or it's important, but I don't, you know, want to display it somewhere, I just put it in a little box. And when I'm feeling low, I open it up and look at those things and they're glorious. So those are perfect presents. Like for somebody like me or, or I'm kind of hard to shop for and I don't want a lot of extra stuff. So I'm all about feeling the heart connection. So those are connection, like heart centered gifts. And I think that's lovely. I love Caitlin's idea. That's such a good idea. Um, a couple of years ago, when I was still living in Texas and most of our family is here on the East Coast, um, I made through Walgreens um, a calendar. So each picture on the calendar was a picture of the girls, and I themed it so, like, the previous Christmas picture was for December. They're Halloween picture was on October and it was a way that, you know, they could see pictures of the girls and still change it throughout the month. And I timed purchasing them so that it was like 
around Black Friday or something so that the calendar was half off. So instead of like $25, it was only like $12.50, which is definitely more manageable. Um, so I think like um, grandfather got one, uncle and my sister got one. Um, and my sister still hangs hers up, even though it's from like 2016 or something like that. So um, I was planning on doing that again, but I don't know if I'll have enough time that they'll actually like arrive for Christmas. But that was definitely something that went over well and everyone liked it and it wasn't too expensive. And I still felt like it was like from the girls, even though it, um, they were still a little bit too long, young to be doing crafts. So that was like a really good Christmas giving year. Gift giving year, yeah. I wanna say that for like timeline based stuff that I decided I don't know, 20 years ago, that my gift-giving holidays were going to be Halloween and Valentine's Day, because I love both those holidays the best. And so, you know, and I'm sorry, Caitlin, but, you know, anything with a heart, I'm a sucker for. So, like, if somebody sends out, if you send out gifts at the beginning of February, and like, here's your Valentine's Day gift, nobody's looking for that. And it's surprising, and it's full of love. And so, you know, if you do a calendar that starts in February, like, whatever, you know, like, I'd still be, like, thrilled. You know, you can create your own traditions. And then also Halloween, first of all, that stuff is all rad. Like I love Halloween 365, you know, 24 seven, you know, 82 years or however our life expectancy is. So, um, so that's another idea too. Like if you like in the middle of a summer, when you have the girls, you make something and then mail it out for Halloween and it goes Halloween to Halloween, you know, whatever you do you boo. So that's what I always do when I like miss the Christmas thing. I'm like, oh, that's clearly cause it's supposed to be for Valentine's day which in my life is a day of love and compassion and connection, not just especially romantic love. And of course, Caitlin's birthday. Okay. All right, anybody else? Otherwise we'll hop on to family size and what people got to say about that. Um, I also appreciate, like my family has started asking like directly, what do you want? And some of it is like, you know, me and Barry were just like, we don't need anything. And, you know, we appreciate the thought, but trying to scale back or cut off family from giving all the plastic stuff and the junk and like the excessive amount of toys, the fact that, you know, I feel like the general populace is starting to kind of like hone in on that idea that like it's starting to be a little too excessive. So um, my sister even had to text me, should I get them singing Frozen dolls? And I was like, please, no, <laughs> no, no, no. That would be like double hell for me and Barry <laughs> for three months. So at least, um, at least some of our family is starting to like, e either be a little bit more thoughtful or just not buy for the sake of buying, which, you know, that's not really what, the season's about. A lot of people are starting to ask for memberships, memberships to museums, the zoo, things like that that you can use throughout the year instead of another plastic thing. So that then you can, every time you go, say, oh, we should probably thank Auntie this for our trip to the zoo today because she brought us the, the thing. And you're going to spend the same amount of money usually on a family membership because by the time you buy all the toys and ship them and package them and all the things. So um, that's one of the things we've asked for 
in years past our, our memberships. I have this one friend, well, I don't know if she's my friend, but I was her postpartum doula and, um, but I was her friend before that too. I guess she's my friend, but she's had a real defined list. This is like 15 years ago of what her kids could and could not have. And her in-laws bought like, you know, like an indoor um, play tent and stuff like that. And she had them pack it back up and take it home with them when they left on Christmas, you know, afternoon. And I was like, hardcore, Janice does not play. She goes, I told them I didn't want that stuff. I wasn't going to give it to the kids. And when they bought it and the kids unwrapped it, I told them to pack it back up and it's going in their car. The kids hated me, but you know who they hated more? Their grandparents were doing that. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> She's a real stern parenting style. Okay. But I always remember that. Like she was real specific about what was coming in her house. So anyway, that was a great idea too, Caitlin, about the memberships. It's a good, good idea. Experiential is what's important, I think. Hey, y'all. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right back to it. Getting back to our real talk, afterbirth style. All right. Well, let's talk about family size. One thing that Dr. Blythe and I were talking about the other day is how neither one of us has biological children. So, you know, Blythe and I are both no part of people, although I married people with kids and I never wanted to grow up and have children. It just wasn't something on my radar. I, was, I never wanted to be a mom or, you know, never thought that I'd change my mind or anything about that. But then when I met Carolyn and she had four kids, I was relatively undaunted by it. I was like, okay, this is just the package. And I don't remember really thinking about it one way or the other. So when people say, oh, I have kids who would want to be my partner, I was like, well, there's somebody like me out there who was like, oh, you have four kids? Everything's burning down? Great. Let me hop in. You know, it's like, okay. And then we fostered a fifth kid, um, Chad. And then when that um, broke up, then I still like parent a lot of these kids and I still see one of my children almost every week. And um, the other ones I'm not as close to, but they know that if they need me, I'm right here. So that's my story. But people would always say to me like, oh, well, you know, because you're queer, you won't be able to have kids or whatever. And I'm like, that's not true. There's lots of people who are queer who have kids and, you know, we can get kids just, just fine. So, um, but I never really had to field a lot of questions because I wasn't married or dating a dude, you know, so that kind of like lay, um, kept people off my dress a little bit. And I remember Dr. B, when she was a kid, she would always want to be a librarian or a stepmother. You've probably heard me say that before. So, um, and then it's funny that I'm the one who ended up being a stepmother and she became the best Aunt Bibi there ever was. So I know that in the past, I've inappropriately um, pressured Tiffany to have more kids just because I wanted to be her midwife. Sorry about that, Tiff. And probably the same for you, Caitlin. So <laughs> let me just public apology here. Um, and also in your hearts, I hope you know that I wasn't serious because I want you to do what's right for you. And that's what I'm all about supporting. So if anybody else wants to share about people, other people's opinions about their family size, small or large, or timing of their pregnancies, we're here to listen. Yeah, I'll go. So um, when my husband and I got married, we talked about, we talked about a lot of things actually before we got married. You know, I kind of like laid out my cards and was like, this is what I want in the future. And how do you feel about um, you know, kids, do you want kids or not? How many kids would you want? Public school versus private school, bringing up our children in Islam, um, things like that. And uh, I mean, we even went so far to talk about like, if one of our parents got sick, you know, um, uh, at an old age, like I would want my family to move in with us. And if he would be cool with that, you know, kind of like those things is just such a cat or too big. Um, but 
when we talked, we said we wanted five children. I grew up in a family of two. My mother couldn't have kids after my brother um, for medical reasons. And, uh, but she was in a, she was from a family of 10. She had 10 siblings or has 10 siblings. Um, and then my husband um, is, it's four of them and their family. Um, and um, he actually, he had a brother too, but he passed away um, at a young age. And uh, anyways, so yeah, we went to five. We had one. Great. We had two. Great. I had my third. People were always like, you know, oh my God, you're crazy. Three kids. And, you know, but I was happy. I was like, no, this is what I want. I love it. Let's do it. Uh, and then I got pregnant by fourth three months postpartum and I was not happy. I was not having it. And I didn't really want to tell people who I knew would probably judge me. And I really thought that that would be our family. I really was like, that was, that's going to be my mom. Um, I could just hear her saying things to me like you, like, how could you do this to your body? You know, cause she's really big on like healing and like after birth taking a year at least before even thinking of having children because your body needs a year to heal. Um, and, uh, and I was thinking about my mother-in-law because like, she made a comment to me once when I was pregnant with my second saying, Oh, how are you going to do it with two? And kind of looked at her like, I don't know, I'm going to do it the way you did it, I suppose. Cause you have three kids or four kids. So, uh, I can do it too. Um, and, uh, but it was interesting cause when I told my mom and my dad, um, my dad was super happy, right? He was very like surprised and happy. My mother was really, she was shocked, happy. And then she got really serious about it afterwards and was very like, you know, we need a plan for your postpartum. And she was like, you know, we're going to be there for you guys. If you need us to take the children during the week and then we'll bring them to you on the weekends, you know, so you don't have as many kids in the house. She was like, I'm going to step in and be there for you. Um, and, you know, she started talking about maybe we can invite one of your aunts from Singapore because I've got like five aunts over there. She was like, maybe I can ask one of my sisters to come back with me because she's in Singapore right now. She was like, maybe I can have one of them come, you know, when you give birth to help you in the house. So you have someone there that's family that can cook for you and take care of you and things like that if I can't be there. And and so it was really like, it was really like shocking, I guess, because I had this, um, this perspective of like, oh, this is how she's going to react, but she didn't react that way at all. Um, and, you know, she was like, don't feel like, you know, bad about this baby. You know, I know it's hard right now, but you're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. And she, you know, um, it was just very different. And I was really shocked, I guess, with it and within myself, of course. We haven't told my in-laws yet. <laughs> so my husband's going to do, do that this week. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to go. So we'll see. Maybe they'll shock me too and not say anything um, that will piss me off. Uh, but yeah, I think everyone, it's always like, you know, oh my God, more kids. Why can you do that? Um, but I, I like most, for the most part, most of my girlfriends have just been really like sympathetic and supportive and everyone's kind of on that same, like, you got to get ready for postpartum. You need to, you know, hire help. And actually, you know, one of my girlfriends who lives in Turkey, uh, Dr. Clive, uh, she, uh, she was like, and she's a therapist too. And she was like telling me, she was like, you know, 
your heart is tired. She was like, that's why you feel this way. I was like, yes, my heart, my heart is tired. Like it's not so much my mind and my body. It's my heart. It's my ear. Your heart is like everything. It's connected to everything. And she was like, you know, talking about how we are like built, we are meant, not built, but we are meant to, to have children with, in a village. Like it takes a village. We're not meant to stay at home by ourselves with our children you know, we are meant to have other adults around us. And that's like something that we've lost in America. You know, we don't have that here. I mean, they do it still in Africa and other countries. Um, and that's mostly obviously because like they're, they're all living with one another, you know, in Singapore, um, everyone lives with one another because it's so expensive out there that you got to. Um, so, uh, you know, here it's like, even if you, your parents do live by, it's kind of a privilege to have someone always help you or to be able to hire help have someone come in um and uh you know she kind of was interesting too because she said she read an article about like how our, ner- our nervous system our nerves we weren't created to i guess um be alone like that um if you think about caveman going back and being you know in a hunter gatherer kind of group and always being with people in that sense of growing up and finding comfort within other women um, and then other children and having other people help you raise your children. Um, so that was interesting. But yeah, that's, that's what I got. How are you feeling? Like physically? Physically, I'm just tired. I'm so exhausted freaking tired all the time just and my body crashes at four like 4 p.m on the dot I'm like on the couch (laughs) I've got the tv going for the kids and hopefully Idris is like fine (laughs) you know um and uh yeah and then like I said I'm coming off this whole nauseous thing so it's good I'm only thrown up once which is good um I've got I'm starting to get my aches and pains. I need to go to the chiropractor. I need I actually wanted to go today because I just need to start that routine again where I'm going like once a week at least because I got a bad back and I had a bad hip for my last pregnancy and I can start to feel the aches of it coming on. Um so uh physically, yeah, I'm doing all right. Getting better, I think. Reaching the end of my first trimester. So looking forward to that burst of energy in the second trimester. Yay, hopefully. <laughs> And I know you have a midwife, so um, like I'm assuming you do. Yeah, yeah, same mm-hmm. midwife as before. Okay, so um, and you're watching your anemia and all that type. Your like blood draws and stuff like that. Yes. So actually, I'm delaying my blood draw till January because we're getting new insurance, and um, I won't have to pay as much out of pocket. So, oh, one thing that sucks that I'll tell you about this uh, body wise is uh, my milk supply has completely dropped now that I'm pregnant, which really sucks because it, ugh, it just, you know, I just, I never went through this with any of my, my first two. So with Idris, I was like, I had to really kind of face this, I got to feed him formula or, you know, and, my, and it sucked because like, I mean, I get it, but my husband, cause I was like, you know, maybe I can get donation milk. And my husband was just like, I'm not really too comfortable with that unless we know the person. Cause I just don't know where it's coming from. I don't know who that person is. Are they a person with depression? an angry person or do they eat you know what what kind of foods are they eating what's my baby getting from this milk and I was like I get that okay so I actually did a lot of research and I got this 
brand from Germany that I feel really good about. That's like, doesn't have any, like, you know, it's not GMO. It's got like no corn syrup or no corn additives or anything like that. It's, um, and I know Europe has a lot more, um, food laws with their, what they, their produce and everything, what they're, they're giving out. Um, but yeah, so that kind of sucks because I had to start giving him formula. He's still on the boob, but you know, I had to like face that, get off my high horse, I suppose, for myself. I don't have that for other people as a doula, right? I support all moms in all aspects of that's what you want to do. That's what you got to do. But for me, it was like really hard just because I guess I come up on that tier of my boobs are awesome and I produce all the milk for my babies. And now I'm like, "Mm, now I'm like barely pumping an ounce, (laughs) you know, a 15 minute pump session is like, it's like that much, it's like nothing. So, and then Patty, my midwife, she's like, I talked to her about if I could take supplements and she really was like, no, because I guess the certain things that I wanted to take, she said it affects your immune system and inflammation. And she was like, I really don't want you taking anything the first trimester. Um, uh, I heard like magnesium might help increase breast milk. And so, and she said, that's fine. Um, and so I've been doing that, but yeah, it's just, you know, I'm hoping that maybe after trimester that maybe my milk supply will come back i don't know so anyways Alrighty. um and i just want to remind you that you in the past and you as a doula know ways to um help prevent anemia or build your iron stores so even without you know my grandmother who's a wise woman her name was annika said that we as pregnant people you know like we do the feedback loop with our bodies we listen to what our bodies say and then we make adjustments from there because you know she was pre-blood draws and pre-labs and stuff like that so i just want to encourage you to listen to your body and try different things that you've done in the past that have been supportive and then listen to your body with as much as you can with the nausea right so yeah i'm gonna say that and i wanted to ask do you feel like um you're like being pregnant now because one of the concerns i think i heard you can voice in the past was that it would decrease bonding time with idris so how, how are you feeling about that aspect? Being pregnant now, is that impacting the, the relationship with the last baby? Who's, how old is he, six months? Yeah, he, he's going to be six months this week. Um, so, you know, it hasn't. It really hasn't. If anything, it's, like, made me more, uh, like, aware of him, wanting that, those cuddles and, you know, kind of, it's almost like he's my first baby again where I'm giving him all the extra caring and all the extra love, you know, um, and uh, so that really, I don't, yeah, I don't think it has seen the way. And I was talking to my mom about it too, like, you know, after birth. And she was like, no, she was, I mean, she was trying to assure me that like, he's going to love having a little sibling and they're going to play. They're going to be so close together because they're going to be a year apart. Um, and she was like, it's going to be the best thing, you know, for him, hopefully. And, uh, you know, um, so yeah, I don't think it's taken away anything right now. So we're on a good path. I, uh, and I've also decided to no longer be a doula after this baby (laughs) and just do, um, you know, virtual doula work and postpartum work because I just can't, I can't do the on-call life anymore for, for at least two years just to follow the babies. And, um, even like leaving Idris for, I had a birth that was like 12 hours. That was so rough. Just look mentally on me being away from the baby. Um, so, oh, but just a side thing, I had a mom who gave birth in the car this weekend, and it was like the most awesomest thing ever. 
and uh, we went to the ER and the doctors, doctor, one doctor there had no idea what was going on. Had never like seen a birth. And it was really cool because they really took to my leadership and like telling them kind of what to do. Um, and so I thought that was awesome that we all kind of worked as a team and he was very receptive to my advice um, and things like that. So anyways, that was a, one of those like, this is why I'm a doula. Yeah. <laughs> moments. Um, but yeah, it's also kind of sucks because I'm kind of like, oh, okay, I got to close this chapter and hopefully open a new one after baby. So my girls are 20 months apart, so not quite two years. Um, and it was probably maybe last summer that I started getting questions from family. Not even like, do you want to have more children? But when are you going to have another baby? Like, not even a question. Like, when? Um, hmm, I don't know. Maybe never. Maybe we're two and through. I don't know. Um, at this point, I I am happy with the family of four that we have. And, you know, um, it works out well with, you know, one child to one parent. And right now, you know, we're just trying to get through the the waves of change that we have, you know, put ourselves through with moving and Lily going to school and you know they're asking for like can we get a dog can we get another cat and it's almost like you know what maybe I'd rather get three dogs than have another baby <laughs> um, I'm not saying no to another baby like in my mind but at this point like I really don't know if I want to have another baby and I know that like even Lily and Willow have asked me, are you going to have another baby? Like, I think Willow a couple months ago was, mommy, you should have another baby in your belly. And I was like, hmm, let's think about that. If I have a baby, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to pick you up all the time. I'm not going to be able to snuggle with you all the time. The baby's going to have to be held and I'm going to have to feed the baby the milks from mom's boob. and like. You're going to have to share a mom a lot. Does that sound like a good idea to you? And she said, no. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's a lot of, of, it's a lot to throw a whole nother person into the family. So um, I just think it's crazy that people are asking me when, when we don't even know if, if. My husband and I are done, 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 done. Um, and we have two boys and occasionally we get asked by like, no longer our family because they know that our family is complete and that we feel like our family is complete. But the occasional like stranger or new friend goes, oh, well, aren't you gonna try for a girl? And I go, nope. <laughs> Cause our family feels complete. And as you know, if I get a daughter, it's going to be because one of my boys decided to have a long-term relationship with, with a woman and 
or I get a granddaughter, like that's how it's coming to me. It's not going to, it is, there is no other person exiting my body ever again. It's just not happening. Um, but yeah, ours mostly comes from strangers just asking if we would try for a girl. And I'm like, yeah, but if we try, then there's still a 50% chance that I'll get a boy. And the way that my fam, my husband's family works is we have a whopping two girls out of 10 grandchildren. No, no, like, and only three of the five kids have had kids. So, I mean, like, there's just, there's a high probability it would be another boy. So we'd have to make the decision to actually grow our family, not try for a girl. So I feel like it's always just the wrong questions that's being asked anyways. Um, not, are you going to have more kids? Or, hey, is your family complete? Is it, like, that's the question that I'm answering because the other ones just don't seem adequate. Um, but we hear from my brother and sister-in-law and they have six kids and we hear a lot of um, their strife and the things that people say to them. Like my sister-in-law can't walk through a store and go without somebody looking at her going, man, you got your hands full, you know? And she's just like a big old middle finger to them because she's got newborn twins, you know? and then four other children. And one of them, they're hoping they get to adopt by Christmas. We're hoping um, that they get to keep him. And she's just like, she's overwhelmed and just angry at people going, oh, like, and then people will say, oh, don't you know how to use birth control? And like all these, you know, shitty things. And you're just like, people, you are not a part of this family and just don't say stupid shit. like. Um, oh no, my, my brother-in-law also gets, um, sorry, someone said, I doubt that people say that to dads with kids and he gets the same, like if he has all six kids or even just three of them, they're like, man, you got your hands full. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, they get, they get so much of that crap and it's anyway, stupid people saying stupid shit about things they don't know about because they don't know that one of their sons they're trying to adopt you know like they just see the family and not them not them actively making a choice to have the size family that they have same with us we are actively choosing to stop it too right one of the um people i know said that she had i think she had four or five kids i can't remember now they were at whole foods and somebody said don't you guys know how to watch tv two words one finger that's what i got to say to that <laughs> um i wanted to ask about like for me when i was married to trey i was open to like fostering or adopting because i know that um in the state of texas if you help a child graduate high school they have a free ride through a state school education wise and I think I've said this before, I don't believe everybody needs to have a college degree, but I do think that everybody should have a couple of semesters of college because I think it helps you think differently and um, just integrate and be exposed to new ideas and new people and, um, and just a different way of like motivating and, and moving through academia. So the goal is not to have a degree. The goal is to put yourself in experiences or situations where you grow. And so... Um, so I think that would be helpful to any kid going through high school, especially a foster kid. 
So has anybody ever thought about fostering, you know, when your kids get older, maybe if you wanted to like foster uh, like a high school age kid or has anybody ever thought about that? And one of my friends adopted two girls, she fostered two girls and they ended up adopting them. And, um, oh, she came in here and talked about it one time, I think. But um, anyway, has anybody like, is anybody open to fostering or adopting uh, maybe when their kids that they have now get older? That's a way to grow your family when you have resources and everything's kind of settling down. Just want to throw that out there. So my dad uh, was married before my mom, and um, it was really interesting because his his ex-wife is named Linda, and uh, they couldn't have kids, and so they adopted two children. And uh, but when they remarried, my dad had kids, obviously, and then she had kids. So I thought it was just like kind of funny how that just wasn't meant to be for them to have blood children together. Um, but I so in Islam they talk a lot about adoption. And um, it's a very honorable thing. It's there's a lot of reward in adoption for someone to make that sacrifice to bring another child and take care of them and all that. But um, from what I saw from my father, it was so hard. And I think obviously because it was like a split family type of deal. Um, but just seeing like what he had to go through um and emotionally too with the relationship and that what we have to go through of children with with my stepsisters it's just to me it's like a no-no because because it was bad it was just bad um but but that it was a different situation right it wasn't like uh they were in our home with us because in this that marriage and that family it was a, a a divorced family so that was like split time um but I do commend anybody who does go through that, you know, whether it's a single parent or a whole, um, two parents, because um, I think it is, it takes like a, a different kind of person to be able to, to bring that child up, you know, as your own. When I was going through undergrad for human services, part of my internship was working with um, the Cecil County, uh, the department that handles foster kids and um, the social services unit in um, Cecil County. And um, I had to attend the foster parent um, meetings as part of my classwork. So, I, I think it was like three, three, three hour meetings, um, you know, for the other parents who were doing this, there was, you know, obviously more extensive things, but even just going to those meetings, it was remarkable how much like the state puts you under a magnifying glass and they analyze your life, your home. Um, you know, the codes of your house and your property. Um, and this is just for fostering, not even adopting. So these adults are really putting themselves out there saying that, yes, I am worthy of doing this and helping these children, even if they're not going to be adopted. Um, they could just be there temporarily. And some of these kids are, you know, newborns or, in and out of the foster system and, you know, just trying to get to graduation. Um, and as of recent, 
I have two friends. Um, one of my friends, she was pregnant with twins and miscarried. And after a year of kind of like healing and talking about what they wanted to do as a family, they decided to foster. And now they have two foster kids who are of school age. And she says that like, she just talks about how much love is in her family and how they just brighten her world. And, you know, she's just glad that she can be there to support them. Um, and then my other friend is a single woman and she's adopting from China. Um, and she is hopefully going to um, be meeting her child early next year. And just hearing these stories, you know, it really makes me think about if that is something that I could do. Now, I've thought about this and mentioned it to maybe one or two other people, but I haven't actually talked to my husband about it. So I don't even know if that's something that he would want to do or be willing to do. But even with what's going on in the United States, in the world, there are so many kids out there who need good, loving homes that it's like I almost feel a little bit selfish for wanting to have another baby. I don't know. Um, it's definitely something that I was considering and thinking about, but it's not anything that I've actually discussed with my husband because really we're not even in a position to, to do any of that right now. So this would be like Rowan said, years down the road, maybe when the girls are in middle school or high school or something, you know, and that's if we don't have any more kids, but it is very honorable. Like, um, Mamadi said, it's amazing thing for, for somebody to do and not just like, one person or a couple, but for an entire family to say, yes, we're okay with this. It's a big deal. I was uh, briefly considering dating a dude um, right after it was a re it was a messy rebound relationship. I got to just call it like it was. But I remember thinking, oh, I'm not used to dating men. I might get pregnant, you know? Because <laughs> um, for me, being queer, like having sex with transmasculine men or um, women, like, you know, I don't equate sex with pregnancy. So then I, I looked at Blythe and Blythe's like, what are we going to do? And I was like, well, there's three of us. We'd be okay. And I meant, I never thought about the dude being involved. I thought me and my sister and my brother-in-law, like there's three of us. We could, you know, we could have a baby. I don't think I would terminate, you know, maybe, I don't know. But, um, and so Blythe was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't get pregnant. We didn't have it. But I do think like when we plan moving out to Marfa, like we want to have a casita because I have a lot of friends who are older that might need to come live with us. Like my best friend, Yaya, or um, my mom had a best friend named Dr. Harrison who lived moved close to her, her brother who died a year ago. I'm like, so I always think about we'd have a casita for an older person. And why couldn't I expand my mind to like somebody who was a younger person who needed help getting through high school? And then that person would permanently be part of our family, not just like, okay, you're 18, get out of here. But, so I do think that when we think about like how much love I have to give and, and offer, and I'm a good parent for teens, so um, but that might be in our future. Like I, I could see that. Um, anyway. All right, my loves. Well, we're at about uh, time. I want to mention that we're going <laughs> to look at Mama D's baby flying through the air. 
um, I wanted to mention that we are going to, we're going to shoot for weekly starting January. So, um, and I know that my um, birth, uh, my uh, practice is picking up a little bit. So there's more people that I'm assisting and I'll have more births. So if there's a way that anybody could support the group, um, I'd be happy. Like Caitlin helps us sometimes, Dr. Blythe helps us, but we need to grow ourselves as far as who can support the group. Um, and all it is is basically remembering to push record because I can go through and edit stuff out, especially if you give a snap by the mic, I can know to look for that. But, um, and Caitlin recorded us an intro. So like I can f clean up a lot of stuff. Mostly it's just somebody here facilitating. And at some point we're gonna hit like a critical mass. And maybe when we get to every week, we're revamping our website so it's easier to join and figure out when to come, jump on. So that's coming up. So just look in your hearts about that. Also, I talked to Martha today. She said she's got a mammogram. So that's why she couldn't come today. But Martha really like, this group is really important to her and helped her a lot. So um, thank you, Martha. And she also says she's off Facebook right now because uh, she hates it. Like, I feel you, Martha. So we're still looking for our Facebook group isn't super active, but it is sweet when we do connect with each other. And I'm not sure a different way to create another platform, but I am actively looking. So just know that that, that we want to connect with each other, that we have a platform for that besides the group here. Does anybody else have anything they want to say or add? Are we having another one before um, Christmas or is this it? No, we have one more before Christmas. Is that right? I can't do math. I don't know. Somebody else figured out. Yeah, we're meeting the day before Christmas. So on the 21st or 24th, whatever. Uh, Christmas is the 25th for people who don't know. Um, and we will meet on Christmas Eve, the 24th at 11 CST. And I'll come at you from Orlando because I'll be out there visiting the dad unit who is doing better, by the way, but it's still slow. Still getting 24-7 IV therapy for antibiotics. But anyway. Yes, we will meet. Um, I have one more quick thing. I don't know if you all remember, I posted probably like a year ago in the group that I was looking for like singing lessons. I actually am auditioning for a chorus tonight and it's an LBGTQ plus allies group. So a friend of mine that I've known from um, college has been singing in this group and when I, you know, realized that I was moving to Maryland also, um, I asked her about it. And yeah, so I'm auditioning tonight. Send me all the good vibes, jujus, because I'm a little nervous. Oh, y'all, I forgot. The lamp making class is this Saturday. So, um. We'll be like showing our show and tell. Dr. Blythe's going to go with me and some other people. So we'll be doing show and tell with our lamps, hopefully. Oh, Caitlin, you're going too? Okay. All right. All the, all those lampshades. Here we go. I'm excited. Oh, and Dr. Blythe, tell them about the lampshade place. Or the yeah, lamp. so uh, I have a little problem with, um, I don't even know what to call it, like bulk. Uh, oh, big problem, Rowan. It's like doing the big hands. So I have a big problem. Uh, well, I'm just super thrifty. Um, it's probably inappropriate now, but Rowan used to call me one with wallet. Um, it comes from growing up in trauma and not having enough. And so like I'm working through that actively in therapy. Thank you very much. Um, 
but I love going to places that buy a ton of furniture from hotels when they upgrade, not their crappy old gross mattresses. Like, no, like let's not get crazy. But when they upgrade stuff, like all that stuff is made to last and it's not used on the 24 seven. Like we would think a lot of those hotel rooms sit empty. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just like it. So um, that's where I've gotten some stuff um, for my office, like office chairs. And Rowan found an ad for one that was doing the Four Seasons. They had just bought the big lot of the stuff from the Four Seasons. And it's on the north side of town. So um, we went and they had a bunch of lamps because that's what I need. I need a lamp for the lamp making class. And then I'm also kind of researching, upgrading some furniture, and I'm going to have a student room soon, so I need some furniture for my student's room. And uh, we went and I found lamps, so now we have plenty of lamps, and their lampshades are kind of like, meh, but who cares, because we're going to the lampshade making class, right? So, um, so much so that even Jennifer, the teacher of the lampshade making class, is going to go and snoop out. They have like miles of stuff, like they have boxes of wardrobes and then they have like a ton of mini fridges from the mini bars. I was like, I'm never buying anything brand new again unless it's like a bed or a couch. Like hello. Um and so we were coming back out the first time we went and I just have like an eye for things and I just went, boop, what is that? I saw a massage table. And then I was like, I think this is what I think it is, but I don't know enough about massage tables. So I look at Rowan and she's like, what? You know, she doesn't even know what I'm doing. And I'm like, did do, 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 do. And so we found a hydraulic massage table. Granted, it needs repair. It's like only a three wheel motion, but I think we can easily fix it. It's a $3,000 table, brand new. Um, and it's spot has a cabinet and everything. So we're like hooking it up and I'm moving it around, trying to plug it and plug it into a lamp to plug into the lamp to plug into the outlet that's too far away. Um, and so it does need repair, but I got it for two hundred mm -hmm. because that's the kind of bitch I am. So I definitely have a little problem of buying used furniture from these liquidation hotel places. Um, but I just am not interested in stuff going to the landfill and I'm not interested in buying new stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be new. It can be lightly used from a hotel room or like an office, you know, have those little executive meeting rooms and stuff like they get rid of all of that too, just for funsies or because four seasons.com decided that all the four seasons need to upgrade. So anyway, we've been there a few times. I actually think I need to go back to get another lamp. <laughs> so, um, and think of those ones like from the hotels that have the little outlets in the lamp. I'm like, how complimentary is that? You go to your therapist and she has a little charging station here. You go to the birth center, has a little charging station. So anyway, we did that. So now we're ready for the lamp shade making class because we have a ton of lamps without shades. Bring it on. We're really pumped about this. Oh, um, Mandy, are you coming too? Yeah, uh, no, I'm not. Sorry. It's my husband's birthday this weekend and we be doing cake. He needs a lamp, dude. Come on. Yeah, exactly. He needs a lamp. Um, I have a question for uh, Caitlin. Caitlin, I think I remember you saying that you get a lot of like venison in your family. Is that, you know, oh, I don't know why I thought that your, um, your, your husband goes hunting. I don't know why. Okay. He, if we were in Montana, he'd go every year, but down in Texas, it's much harder. Um, we, and we don't own enough acreage to hunt in Texas legally on our property. Oh, okay. Uh, well, the we reason get a lot of is, 
I I have a, a deer neck that I need to cook, and I'm like, oh my god, it was awful, and so I'm trying to figure out a new way to do it. But anyways, I'll figure it out. YouTube. Maybe call a hunting one of the, like the high end hunting lodges and see if they have anyone that they recommend that might do it for you. Oh, think about that. I'd call a hunting lodge. Noted. Thank or, you. Or um meat processor because sometimes they might have a method mm. or can do it for you yeah thanks sorry guys i was so off topic and random <laughs> that's why we're here at collective knowledge okay well everybody see you in two weeks that's the um day before christmas eve isn't that it the day before christmas eve i can't remember which day it is i'm not christian so it's hard to keep up with that although i know it's the same day every year it's christmas so, eve um, the day before oh it's christmas eve okay <laughs> so it happens when you're not christian can't keep up yeah it's hard to keep up okay mama d don't say anything and make us look bad okay um so all you christians can just know what day it is and mama d just act like you, you don't know either okay Alrighty. so martha's asking about what rituals do we do in the mornings to start our days okay great then that's what we'll talk about next um time that'll be our next topic and uh, Danielle Laporte has a great, super great um, podcast on that. So I'll link that there. Let me make a note for the rituals. All right. Let's unmute ourselves, tell each other that we love each other because we do. If you don't love us, that's okay. You can just move your lips like you do. Move your lips. Act like you do. Love you guys. I love, love you. you. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 See you. See you in two weeks. All righty, my loves, that's a wrap. We'll see you in two weeks. Don't forget to grab those headphones. If you need a text reminder, you can go to preggers.rocks, www.preggers.rocks, or preggerscanbechoosers.com, and there's a text reminder that you can sign up for. We're also on Facebook at preggerscanbechoosers. There's an event um, invitation that you can sign up for there. And we also have a group dedicated on Facebook dedicated to our podcast listeners. That's the podcast afterbirth group. So we'll hope to connect with you soon. And don't forget, we're launching our prenatal education podcast pretty soon. So we want you to jump in on that as well. Thank you so much and hope you have a great two weeks. Oh, thank you.